0: before nine o'clock uh joining us down our studio we uh last month we had a, a couple of gentlemen in uh william william kilty and also terry friedrich uh and joined by larry fowler this time we're talking about education and an education bill for gifted students that they were uh, advocating to our legislature so we had invited them back last month and the, the three of them are here gentlemen thank you uh, so much for joining us we certainly appreciate for it us. Thank, Anderson,
1: you. thank you very much
0: why don't we start off? Uh, by just letting people know who you are and um what your background is in the in as far as the education goes and okay. the legislation that you're pushing and larry i guess we'll uh have you okay. start off all right
2: i i'm a, a former social studies teacher and in rochester at rochester mayo and i live in dundas so i'm a mm-hmm. active listener <laughs> all
0: right well thank you very much exactly. we certainly
3: appreciate that terry friedrichs i'm mm-hmm. uh 40-year educator in special education and gifted education, and and, uh, and really kind of uh, was trained to and uh, and work with many of our outsiders in our system, and uh, know that many kids who are special needs also have great strengths, and so I naturally advocate for all the gifted children, all the strengths of children, not just those labeled as gifted.
1: Good morning. I'm uh, Bill Kelty. I'm a long-time educator. I just retired after 50 years of teaching. My last uh, two decades, I worked for Hamlin University. And Hamlin University supports our efforts on this legislation because it impacts all students, K through 12.
0: Let's talk about the bill. When we had you in last, you were, you were heading up to the legislature and talking with the different legislatures, Senate and, and, and the House as well. Why don't we start off by just asking you what to, what the bill was. What did it say? What were the aspects of the bill that you wanted to see get through? Well, the bill is a,
1: a complex solution to a complex problem. Uh, we have uh, a considerable amount of support, both in the previous session and in this session, but we're trying to keep pitching this, this legislation legislation in the next session as well. The bill provides critical thinking, creative thinking, problem solving, inquiry, and how to work collaboratively to all students. We would expect uh, teachers to be prepared to teach those skills to all students, and it would have a big impact on the achievement gap, as well as preparing all students for what's coming in the work world.
3: (laughs) There, There are several specific elements to the bill. One is that it significantly increases funding to work on kids' strengths. Right now in the classroom, we often work on getting kids to be acceptable, get all kids to be acceptable at all things. But we don't really identify early what kids' strengths are and work on whatever those kids' strengths are. So to increase the funding, to have school districts write down what they did to serve kids' strengths, because right now money that goes from the state to kids' strengths isn't always recorded by the district to the state, telling how they use the money or what their results are. This legislation actually gets some accountability in there. And then there's equity to make sure that all kids' strengths are used. If they're underrepresented or majority-labeled kids, then in fact everybody's being included and some are not being left out.
0: Now, when I was promoting this this week, uh, I mentioned gifted kids, and it, it goes beyond uh, gifted uh, children, as as you had mentioned before. Uh, this re- does this really go through all up and down every kid from you know Roseau to you know, Northeast Minneapolis to Rochester and everywhere in between?
3: It's supposed to, and it's and you know there are t- many outstate Greater Minnesota does not have not seen uh, advanced education in the classroom or uh, to a great degree or to gifted education because there was never enough money to get started in the first place. In greater Minnesota, that's been an issue. But it's possible to serve them in the classroom, all kids, their strengths, as Larry has done because he worked at Mayo as a teacher for many years in social studies working on all kids' strengths. So perhaps you can kind of comment on that, Larry. Thank you,
2: both of you. Um, I'm I'm one who uh, specializes, well, I've specialized, hopefully, in uh, helping all kids think critically. And I can't imagine a teacher not doing that, but um, I know that some need some special training, and I I think that this bill will provide in-service monies to help teachers be better able to serve the needs of all kids.
0: Now, when we're talking about this, is this... A big fundamental shift in the way we're educating or is it just a few tweaks here and there? This is a,
1: a call for systemic change in education. We've, we've learned from uh, our group uh, that uh, there's considerable need for this change. Uh, no matter where we go, no matter who we speak with, uh, parents, community members, business owners, students, they're, they're telling us they want something different. In fact, about three years ago, 1,500 students were drawn together by the Department of Ed, and many of them were saying, quit doing what we're doing. We've got to change this. And one wonderful young woman s- spoke most eloquently about it. She said, teach us to think. And that's really the shift. Instead of playing the game of guess what I'm thinking, which happens in the classroom day after day, we're saying, teach these kids how to think, and they'll be able to operate in this changing world. Mm-hmm. I think
3: if you want to know how it's a systemic change, think about your time and your listeners' time when they were in school with a teacher that knew what their strengths were. Uh, they knew uh, the kind of student that, you know, what their interest was in a certain topic or whether they were good at presenting orally or in written form. Uh, let them follow their passions and do projects sometimes or presentations that really they loved. Think about that throughout a whole school career and how enlivening that is. That's what we're trying to do, to provide money to train teachers in schools to identify kids' strengths and work with those throughout the K-12 through career.
1: I I ran a school where inquiry was the core uh, instructional strategy. And one of the things that I found out is that the kids could teach me about what was important to them. And they could also teach me about what challenge they were going to be facing with this kind of learning. And uh, we turned kids around. I had a young uh, man who said he couldn't do, he wouldn't do an inquiry. And I simply... I said to him, well, you're here. You're going to have to do an inquiry. And he goes, well, I won't do one. And I said to him very simply, what do you what do you like to do? And he said, I like to game. And I, I said, so what do you like about gaming? And he says, well, I like the instant feedback. I like to be free to choose the pathways I want to go after. I like the, the continuous challenge. And he was listing all of the characteristics of what researchers talk about when they're looking at gaming and why it's so seductive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, this young man says to me, I say I said to him, "So what don't you like about it?" He says, "Well, I don't like how how some of my characters walk walk downstairs." And I said, "How are you going to change that?" Now, I was changing my role. I became a facilitator, asking these these kids these questions. And the young man says, "Well, I, well, I said after he said he likes how the char- he doesn't like how the characters go downstairs. I said, "So how are you going to fix that?" He said, "I'll rewrite the code." <laughs> he was eleven, <laughs> and I I thought maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, he came into my uh, office with a computer open up, and he said, "Here, I I broke into the game. I copied the code. This is what it looks like, and this is what I want to change." Two weeks later, he had rewritten the code. And came in with his final presentation, and he. I said to him, "So how do you know this is any good?" And he says, "Well, I'll just ask JT, one of my one of the students." I said, "Nope, won't work. You got to get an expert." He says, "I know a blog that I could post my coding to." The next morning, he had 123 comments from around the world <laughs> on the quality of his coding. Wow. I now had him. That's the difference between and what terry's talking about we're tapping their strengths we're drawing them in and then they get going and and they're empowered
0: Mm -hmm. and and uh yeah kids soak it in they will if they're interested in it they'll they'll be learning learning about it Uh, let's talk about the time at the, the legislature okay you've got these ideas and they all sound very good now you have to go convince legislators to enact it and it involves money and such and that's uh that's Probably not the easiest uh, part of the assignment that you have, but if you could tell us a little bit about the uh, reception you got with the legislature, maybe who you talked to and and uh, their thoughts.
2: Well, we're happy to announce, of course, that Todd Leopard is is supporting this, mm-hmm. and uh, and so is our our, our superintendent Matt Hillman. Um, he, they're both excited about it, and we're happy for that. Um, our senator is not yet. But I keep working on him every week. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say our senator, you mean uh, uh,
3: the senator from, from this particular right. uh, area. But you spoke with a neighboring senator, uh, Dave Senjum from Rochester, a very veteran, that signed on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that, Larry, just yeah, in the last that. couple of days. And so, yes, yeah, so there, even in a an area such as southeastern Minnesota, you'll see some have voted for it, and others are not necessarily negative, but waiting on the fence, waiting to be encouraged and
2: having the right argument.
3: We're talking to the right people. But I'm sorry, Larry, Maybe, maybe
2: we can make money off of uh, marijuana. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, that just passed the, the, yes, the House, of course. But
3: Yes, it did. So there, the, um, so you were saying about the, the legislature uh, supporting this and, and what attracted them to it. You know, Jeff was talking about the difficulties sometimes about money, but there are some things that appeal to them that you were successful in talking. Well, our, about.
2: our Zoom um, tel- on Zoom. That's how we've been meeting for the most part. But we've met with legislators as well. But on Zoom, t- teacher, uh, legislature, legislators um, often tell us, "Aha, that sounds like a really good idea." And they're busy, of course. But hey, so are our kids. Yeah, I think
1: one of the thing, one of the elements of our legislation, which is appealing to legislators, is the accountability uh, issue. Uh, school districts across the state have a long history of receiving money from the legislature, but not keeping track of where that money went. And the Star Tribune came out with a kind of a damning accusation a year ago. Suggesting that school districts had received over six hundred million dollars a year for a number of years, and uh, there was no one knew where it went. So our accountability element is a response to that, and that resonates well with legislators.
3: Mm-hmm. By the numbers, Jeff, we had last year. We took two between the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty biennium. We had twenty two members of the House. And 24 members of the Senate, that's about 40% of the Senate, about 20% of the House signed on to this legislation as a co-sponsor. That's a high level of support. They believe it that strongly. They'll put their name behind it. This year, in just one year, we had 13 House members, and uh, we hope by the end of the session 20 senators, so that we, we got more than uh, two-thirds or more of what we got in just one year, in two years in just one year, so we're doing even better in these more challenging times when there are other important issues on the burner. I think the main thing is the universal appeal of this legislation that drove them th- that got them to recognize in the midst of everything going on. This is a part of those times. The fact that we need to have ex- equity, everybody needs to be served, but we need to be working on kids' strengths. Why are we here, you know, on this earth if not to exercise our talents? And so legislatures of both sides of the aisle saw that.
0: We're talking once again with, <coughs> pardon me, Larry Fowler, uh, Bill Kelty, and Terry Friedrich about uh, critical thinking within our school district, uh, within our public mm-hmm. schools, and I guess private schools as well. Uh, the Where does it go from here? You know, you, you went to the legislature this year. It's, you, you know it's going to take some time to swing something large like this, but uh, what's the next step? One
1: of the positive uh, <coughs> strides we've made this year is build a, a network of support uh, our non-profit organization, Innovate uh, innovate Instruction, Ignite Learning. Uh, it, we have our website, but more importantly, we have a board, me- board members from across the state representing school boards, representing businesses, representing students. And one of the biggest strengths we have is a, a student group within our organization that are there for, I think, a number of reasons. One, they're... I- they're concerned about the, the, the challenge of disappearing gifted programs. But more importantly, I think they're, they're looking at this legislative process as a learning experience for them. So we, we keep building more. Uh, just the other day, a young group of kids uh, protested uh, at the Centennial School District. Uh, they, they walked and uh, were, were calling for demands for equity. And one of them has joined our group. So all we know right. how this works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's building awareness and then help, helping them understand what we're trying to do. And these voices will be part of this effort next year.
3: We have about five of these student groups that organize within the school to say we would like creative and critical thinking for all students. We've benefited. And in fact, if we lose the money, because that was one of the possibilities going to this session, which I think we have fended off, is we could lose money for uh, advanced, for creative and critical thinking. We did not apparently lose that. Uh, Session is still out. Um, And so... Students organizing, talking to their teachers, talking to their superintendents, going to school board meetings in some cases, uh, groups of uh, 6 to 18 students in five school districts. We'd like to expand that because often it's the students talking to their legislators that makes a difference. It's hard to turn down a well-spoken kid sometime. And in fact, you know, we encourage anybody from, the, from Northfield or other areas to contact us because when you talk to your legislator, it has more strength then if we talk to your legislature, as good as we may be, hopefully, you're going to do better because you're talking to your local legislator. If you can bring several people more along, you're going to do better, and we can provide some tips.
1: The numbers stay the same. House file 1994 and Senate file 1700. They'll be consistent next year.
0: Okay. Larry, you were going to. Well,
2: thank, something? thank you both for emphasizing all kids. Um, everybody knows that we have this the biggest gap in the country here in this state um, between minority students as well as those who are not, and uh, we have to concentrate on helping all kids, as you both have pointed out. So,
3: yes, there is an aspect of the bill, one portion of it that does more fully fund gifted <coughs> children's programs. Um, which, if children are a number of grade levels, above grade level, they may need something other, something in addition to what's in the classroom. They need creative and critical thinking, as do all kids in the classroom. But there are some kids that need that specific programming if they're in the top 1% or so on. So that has been and should be a continuing one part of this effort to help all kids with their strengths.
2: I can brag. Both my grandsons are in a program like that. But they're in Connecticut. Not Minnesota.
0: Yes. Now, the uh, future of this. Do you have uh, what? What do you see as? I guess the obstacles that you'll need to overcome to to get this legislation passed and to to change the way we educate uh, students.
1: I I would suggest that
0: um, when you have a good
1: argument. Mm Hmm. and I think ours is well grounded in, in the research, one, and also uh, we're, we're tapping into the, some of the same concerns that some of our, our uh, opposition want. In particular, the uh, Minnesota, school, Minnesota school boards have been pressing the, the, their member districts to pursue personalized learning. Personalized learning is what we're trying to do by tapping students' strengths and giving them choice in learning.
2: Our good friend uh, Charlie Kite, former superintendent of schools <laughs> here, is saying that. So, the the large obstacle
3: always has been, and is very, going to be very important, particularly with the two education committees in the House and the Senate that must give us it, provide us a hearing, and pass the bill. They must they need to understand as some of them do that you can be excellent and equitable at the same time and the way you do it is by working on everybody's strengths mm-hmm. to realize everybody has strengths and to work on them throughout a child's school career then you uplift everyone
1: and i think there's another positive element that we continue which adds to the complexity of this we know that the workplace is changing that any uh, low-level repetitive tasks are being replaced by robotics and automation. Anyone who's pre- just prepared for that kind of experience where you have to tap memory or, or uh, memory skills is not going to be sufficient. <coughs> is f- sufficient for our, our future. Mm-hmm. This is in our collective enlightened self-interest to pass this legislation. Because it'll, it'll impact the economy.
3: And like always, Jeff, it, in a democracy, it's how many people step forward to take part in the democracy. Is working on kids' strengths just a small issue? Are there a lot of people? Are there a few people interested? Or are there lots of people that want to help their kids? If so, you need to call your representatives and senators and, and, and school board people to say, we want this.
2: I you think know, my brother would have benefited from this help. Um, he was um, not the best student. He didn't memorize very well, <laughs> but if, if he, he was mechanical and had he been had his teachers really focused on those kind of things, he would have been <clears throat> much more successful. Um, we, we can be very proud of the fact that the Northfield schools and the Rochester schools have emphasized gifted kids or the gifts that kids have. That's a better way to put it, I think. Um, I'm. I think one of the I think one of the strengths that I bring to this group of how many six, eight, ten people who meet on Zoom is that I'm 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 the one who keeps pushing. We have to help all kids. And they say that too, so um, but I, I think that I think that all of we teachers need to continually remember that we need to emphasize the strengths of all students.
1: Well, one of the things that happened to me just yesterday, I was out uh, recruiting members of our local association and I, I met my new neighbor and he introduced himself. his first name was Milo. He's the vice president of a business up in Brooklyn Center and he's an engineer. And when he said, what do I do? I told him about this legislation and he immediately asked me for my card. He gave me his card. And uh, he has signed on our petition. And uh, that's one of our resources that we keep spreading around the, the state.
0: There's one thing I want to ask you, and <coughs> pardon me, maybe this is not a fair question, and I apologize if it isn't, but are you the only, are you the, Are there more ideas up at the state legislature? You have a group that's uh, presenting an idea. Are there other groups that are presenting same ideas different ideas same ideas maybe dressed up differently i don't know but yeah, do, do you have competition yeah, I guess. the
2: governor and the department of education it presented a bill that's supposed to help education and mm-hmm. it's as far as i'm concerned it's it's more the same uh, there's not that accountability that uh, this bill has which is more important i think
1: and, f- and former supreme court justice uh, alan page and uh, is proposing a constitutional change which doesn't address equity, does not address equality, nor does it address economics. I think ours is a kind of a standalone mm-hmm. approach to, to going after a systemic change in education.
3: Our bill probably has, uh, and has for a number of years, more s- co-sponsorships, more legislators that are behind it uh, than others. Uh, there are some other... Uh, Ideas that aren't necessarily uh, opposed to us, like the governor's bill talks about more money for AP courses or probably to stem the tide of AP courses disappearing Mm -hmm. in areas of greater Minnesota. Uh, AP is good, but it's still thinking about right answers at a high level. It isn't necessarily about creativity or critical thinking or social justice research or getting out into the community to do projects. That's really what... Uh, working on your strengths means. It means doing all those things that you need. Um, then there's another bill for acceleration. If a kid can test into a higher class, put them in. I think that's something that's fine if a kid is really suited for that, but it doesn't address the needs of all children, and that's and, what our bill does.
1: And, our, and the, that particular bill on acceleration is part of our
3: bill. Mm-hmm. It's We're addressing a, it's, a it's a subset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Let's, uh Let's uh, let's talk about what you're going to have to do uh, next year. You're going to come back next year the uh, to uh, to present this, and you've got a lot of support from right now the uh, the uh, representatives uh, and the senators and in the, and the uh, legislature. But by the end of next year, a lot of them are going to change again. So you're going to have to start over at square one. I think you've uh, probably understood that or, or seen some of that in this past election cycle. Um, how do you get this done next year? Do you feel like you have some momentum? Are you optimistic that uh, this bill or some type of a version of this bill will uh, get through
3: well i am I am optimistic and i am I'm optimistic because I think if our economy continues to uh, whether rightfully or wrongfully um, advanced Strengths-based education is viewed now as something new or an extra. I think it's part and parcel of what we should be doing all the time. I think Western Europe does it more than we do, working on kids' strengths. But I think there will be, there could, there is a possibility of a supplemental budget. So uh, even though next year is mostly a policy year in the legislature, it's the same legislators Mm -hmm. as this year. Uh, that, in fact, uh, there will be money to do a supplemental budget, very likely. And, in fact, we can go to the education committees, and that's where our challenge is, is to talk to people on the education on the committees of the House and Senate the fact that this is important enough to get a hearing. It's important enough to our society to make it a piece of law so that somehow uh, the strengths of kids is not an extra. It's something... It's part of us. We should be doing it all the time.
1: I think we need to continue to expand our outreach to different organizations. And I also believe that uh, the media is going to play a big part in this. So we'll be looking for other radio stations. We'll come back here, <laughs> and we'll also look for TV See, as a way to promote this legislation. Think globally
3: right. and act locally, which is the yes. great work that you have done in yeah. the Northfield, Rochester area, right. Larry, to do more of that throughout this.
2: I hope so. This we have also contact, we, uh, we have a, I have a letter in the Rochester Post Bulletin and in the Northfield News that essentially says the same thing as we're saying today. So that's important.
0: Now, gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap it up here a moment, but I will give you each a chance, if you have any final thoughts, if you'd like to say anything on this, this would be your opportunity to do that. If you'd
1: like to know what the bill is about, it's House File 1994, Senate File 1700
3: and the the there are several bills in the senate there are four of them that are identical we've had so much support and the latest one is 20 senate file 2522 and uh, also it doesn't take much to make a difference You know, if you're from this area, contact Larry about how you can get involved. But Larry himself has made such a big difference. Uh, There have been students that made a difference in Rochester talking to their legislator, just several of them uh, that represent more students. Um, but we can do this throughout the state, whatever your legislator is, and this is a fairly wide, there are many legislative districts represented here. Contact us at Innovate Instruction, like Ignite, Ignite Learning, Innovate Instruction, IgniteLearning.com, and ask for Bill or Terry or Larry, and we can kind of, you know, say how you can help with your legislator.
2: All right. Yeah, in fact, uh, thank you, both of you. Um, I think it's, once again, I keep pushing this. I think the idea that we can help all students learn... Um, and in their unique and, in, you know, their individual ways, I think that's, that makes it really, really important, and that keeps us involved, right?
0: All right. Well, Larry, Terry, Bill, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for the uh, words uh, that you've given us uh, today, so, some thoughts for us to ponder and think about a bit. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, maybe next year we can hook up again. <laughs>
3: thank you for you having thank you. Thank right. you very much, Jeff.
0: That is uh, Bill Kelty uh, along with uh, Terry Friedrich and Larry Fowler. You're listening to 95.1 FM AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.